Exalted Carmel podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel. My name is David Cook. I'm the stewardship director here, and with me is my co-host, the very astute Jody Curtis. Jody, who is our guest today? I like astute. Yeah, I wonder uh, who came up with that. Yeah. It wasn't you at all. <laughs> David, our guest today is Laura Cole. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. And can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your connection to Our Lady of Mount Carmel? Absolutely. But would you mind if we could just start in, with a small prayer? Oh, love yeah, it. Of okay. course. Great. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Holy Spirit, our constant companion, Thank you for being with us today, and thank you for just living inside our hearts and allowing us to feel your spirit and to feel your grace. And I ask that amongst us that our words come out in love and that our action is always of love and of mercy. And I just thank you for just bringing people together to connect, to be able to talk about the power that you have on one another. I know everyone. So thank you so much. And thank you for this grateful time with these people. Amen. Amen. You know, we're going to make you pray at the end now, too. <laughs> that's, that's the rule. Right? That's right. <laughs> so how are you doing? I'm great. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm looking it? forward to it. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, it's fun. You guys should all sign up for that's this. Right. <laughs> Try to get more people on. That's right. We're always looking for guests. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, it's exciting to know that you can actually talk about God and your faith journey mm-hmm. and to be able to share it with other people so people feel like they could be vulnerable enough to share it with exactly. other people. Yeah. So that, I think that that's what made me excited about it. Well, good. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your involvement with the church, how long you've been here, some things you're passionate about? Yeah. Um, I have, I'm 61, but I um, I want to say that I am 61 years young because I have a really young heart. And <laughs> I, I think I attribute that to having a wonderful relationship with my three children. I've got nice. two, two uh, daughters and one son, and they've just taught me how to continually stay young and not take myself so seriously. Um, <laughs> and I have been married 36 years to a man that brought me into Catholicism. So that's a beautiful part of my life too. And we've been parishioners for 31. So I've been really involved at Our Lady and I've been involved in the Stephen ministry probably for the last 11 years. Thank you for serving in that manner. It's been, it's just been a, um, something I really don't even have a word for other than it's brings you closer to Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, encounter all those people sometimes at their lowest moments sometimes you know just to be able to pray with them yes imagine. and be there with them yeah, exactly. and not have any expectations mm-hmm. it's nice true well tell us about uh your life before christ the bc version of laura all right <laughs> i feel like my story is probably a little opposite than other people's story you actually lost your faith and then stayed lost? Well, or? I never had a faith <laughs> to begin oh, okay. with. Um, I was My upbringing was a little bit challenging. Um, mm-hmm. I was raised by a single mom and um, one that really had to work hard to put meals on the table and to provide you know, us um, a place to live. And um, I had 
my mom was married twice and had, I had a brother from another marriage. Mm -hmm. So basically I was the co-parent with my mom because my brother's oh, wow. five years younger. And I feel that as my journey has continued, I feel that I want to give her all the grace that I can, God bless her soul. Because at first I was really angry about that. I was angry that I didn't have the childhood that, you know, everybody else that I looked at and thought was idealistic. Mm -hmm. um, I had to have a lot of responsibilities for a young age. I, I didn't get to do much because I was required to help out at home and watch my brother. But, and, and then I developed to be a really kind of an angry teen because mm -hmm. of that. I was, I wasn't a angry teen as far as rebelliousness, but just kind of angry because I didn't ever feel um, totally loved. I think mm -hmm. that there were so many conditions put on me to be someone that like high expectations, but I was never really shown how to be that way. Mm -hmm. But then in hindsight, in all these years of wisdom and relationship with God, I realized that they gave me the most important things that I could ask for as far as, you know, resilience and perseverance and mm -hmm. independence and mm -hmm. a thirst for more and mm -hmm. uh, comfortable being comfortable being alone because we, I was alone a lot. Mm -hmm. And those are the best things I could ever ask for. And my parents only knew what they knew. And mm -hmm. how could I ask them to, you know, be someone that they weren't because they only knew what was given to them. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I value that now as opposed to being angry about it. Mm -hmm. But I do think that at an early age, there was a seed planted inside of me because I ended up, you know, marrying a man that was Catholic and then converted over to Catholicism before we got married. Mm -hmm. Kind of felt like it was an obligation at first um, going to church because it wasn't familiar to me. But I also knew that it was important to him. And I knew that th that was a, something missing in my life. Mm -hmm. But it really wasn't until I had my kids and my oldest son was really some struggling with some things um, internally, emotionally, and I felt like I didn't have the resources available within me, especially that trust in God to know that in time it will work out. I kind of panicked, I think, a little bit because I didn't have the answers, mm. and I kind of lived because I didn't have my faith, I kind of lived trying to have a perfect way of being like, and I couldn't believe that it wasn't perfect. I just used that as a guideline to my, for my life. And it was terrible. It yeah. just didn't work. Perfection. You're fail, right. Course. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, I looked at that time as being very perfectionistic, you know, very ego centered, very mm -hmm. self-absorbed. Mm -hmm. And I knew in my heart that that wasn't right and something was more wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So I remember one day I went out to school, he was in, at cathedral at the time, mm -hmm. and left. And I remember uh, literally getting down on my knees in my daughter's room, just saying, God, I can't do this anymore on my own. I cannot do this. And literally it changed my life. And okay. I went through a major transformation of getting to know who Jesus Christ was. Wow. Was there any like rush of emotions when you're on your knees or anything? Like yes. Yeah. It was like, um, just, I am letting go. Mm -hmm. I, I realized that my way is not the right way and it's mm -hmm. not working. And knowing that I was angry when I was a teen, I think that was a metaphor kind of 
because he was feeling that same way. And I just thought, this is, this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm, I'm ready now. I, I can't, you know, I, I did the career and all that kind of stuff. And I did the, I was ambitious. I was determined. I was mm-hmm. all those worldly things that you thought were the, the things that would make you happy. Yeah. And they weren't the things that made you happy or made me mm-hmm. happy. So I was ready to pour out what up was inside of me and drink in what he was ready to fill that's me up great. with. Oh, that's beautiful. And what, so what happened next? Well, I started attending some Bible studies at Our Lady, and then I kind of, you know, went to some non-denominational Bible studies. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, I was at this one, and there was a woman that was basically my age now, and she was filled with grace. I mean, you know, because it was um, a—we would talk about the questions when we'd answer the questions. And uh, after the Bible study, I went up to her and I said— I want what you have. And she did a one-on-one Bible study with me probably for two years because I was such a novice. You know, I didn't know the Bible. Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't. I didn't know how to even understand scripture at that Mm -hmm. time. I didn't know God loved me as much as he does. So it was a, it was beautiful. And she opened up this, my heart so much. And then I just kind of ran with it after that and mm-hmm. got involved in Stephen ministry, started my own journey as far as my own plan mm-hmm. of scripture reading and journaling and wow. going to the Adorate, you know, just things that yeah, I knew yeah. that I needed to do to build my relationship. That's amazing. Did you see that your transformation impacted your family's life? A hundred percent. Yeah. Tell us about that. It was my Children can say that because I think, you know, since I was um, fortunate enough to stay home with them, they can look back and see how I was and how I am. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even just keeping my mouth shut and not being so (laughs) just reactive in learning how to, and, and, and as I got to know God, my heart really grew and I and just the understanding of what love really is, the unconditional love, because mm-hmm. I didn't didn't know that. And when I started feeling his love and in knowing that there was a lot of internal changing I had to do with my attitude and my thoughts and my my delivery and my actions, it naturally just made the household so much more peaceful. My relationship with my husband started growing and I started becoming happier because it it was more of the simple things of uh, being in, re- not simple, relationships aren't simple, mm-hmm. but being present in a relationship and knowing that I don't have any control. Mm-hmm. All I can do is contribute with a loving heart and a listening ear. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. I can't imagine it. It sounds like, you know, I'm going to say discipleship, like the the lady from Bible study who did the two year, that's, that's discipleship. She walked with you. She totally, you know, inspired you to move on. And And then when Stephen ministry came around, that gave me the opportunity to be in discipleship with other people who have issues. I don't want to always say problems like everybody else in the world, but they were courageous enough to say, Hey, I want to see if I can work on my relationship with God with you instead of 
me giving any kind of advice or whatever. It's just being an active listener and just praying that the Holy Spirit be with the two of us. And so many amazing things happen, have happened in the relationships that I've had in Stephen ministry. Oh, I can Because imagine. of that. Yeah. That's nice. Laura, Jesus has given each of us some very unique gifts mm-hmm. to uh, be able to be serve as disciples and to spread the gospel. What are some gifts that you think he has given you? Well, I, I know encouragement is one of them. Um, it's just a natural um, energy that I have in, in joyfulness. Um, I really have such a thirst to get to know him more. And I don't know if that's knowledge or learning or whatever it is, but it's it's just the, the depth of wanting to know, wanting to get to eternal life, but playing it out here in life so I don't have any regrets. And, I, and, and also being able to understand that there are failures that you go through and there are moments that you get caught up, but just knowing that you can continuously grow in your faith and knowing that you can trust in God are some of the things that I think he has innately given me because I truly believe because I've, I've lived it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Makes me happy to know that. (laughs) (laughs) And it seems like you use those gifts, you know, use them for your family, use them for Stephen ministry. Yeah. You want to encourage everybody here to keep, no, just kidding, <laughs> put you on the spot. <laughs> but look at what you're doing. You're bringing yeah. people in and, you know, in the the time, the times that we're having right now, and, and I just was listening to the mission over Lynn, how mm-hmm. um, our speaker wanted us to be more apostolic and, you know, be in relationship with one another and support one another and don't be afraid to approach somebody or don't be afraid to show your joy or talk about God because you could change somebody's life. And I think that message is so important Mm -hmm. today because you might not get it just by going to church. Sometimes you need to be in relationship Mm -hmm. too with people. Right. Right. I think people are terrified to talk about faith. I do too. um, So Laura, what are some things that you're grateful for? You know, we say we're grateful no matter what, or some things that you are grateful for this week. I'm just, I'm grateful for um, human beings. Mm -hmm. Really. I, people make me happy. Like my daughter was kidding me a couple of weeks ago when we were in Florida. She goes, you really like talking to strangers, mom, don't you? Uh And it's like, I do. I mean, yeah. why not? Sure. Um, I think that's I'm, and I'm truly grateful for just the simple things. Mm. You know, it's knowing I have, you know, friends and relationships and a home in my religion and my and food. It's just it's not big things that society tells you to be grateful for. Or if you get this, you're going to be happy because that always wears off. Mm -hmm. But, and I'm grateful for like spending time with God, like through meditation. Um, Cause I literally can feel the Holy spirit working in my heart and helping me understand deeper concepts in life, as opposed to me getting confused with my own thoughts. And it's, it's just an amazing feeling when you focus in on that and don't let yourself 
confuse yourself all the time. Oh, I do that constantly. Yeah. <laughs> or I fall asleep in prayer. <laughs> yeah. One or the other. And Laura, how are you becoming a better disciple or what we like to call, how are you staying salty in your faith? Well, through Stephen Ministry, there was a book called The Unselfish Self. And I started reading that right after the new year. And really, it's about meditation. And it's Catholic meditation. So I've been meditating um, for a half hour a day, and I'd like to get to an hour because that's what they want you to do or gradually get to. Mm -hmm. But it has cleared my mind and has given me so much clarity and awareness that that has just been a really nice, silent, quiet way to just be with God. And then um, I do really like to read scripture every morning. I started that uh, 365 days with Jesus or with some priest that exactly I started that and um, I journal a lot. And one thing I've started because a friend of mine suggested it is to go to like to the adoration chapel and just pray and journal for each person and I do it for my family, my kids and my husband. But afterwards it's like I've done this major Unloading. Unloading. And then leaving just makes me, I feel like I'm floating afterwards mm. because I was, would keep it all inside and ruminate over it, whereas yeah. I'm getting it out in the Adoration Chapel, which allows me to even pour it out more because yeah. of the environment I'm in. And so that makes me feel good. And just in every day, just being grateful, mm-hmm. you know, Gr- gratitude does a lot. Yeah. And it's just... Why not? Right. Is yeah. what I think. Exactly. Why not? Yeah. You're kidding yourself if you're going to be, you know, selfish and self-absorbed. Right. <laughs> you got to be grateful. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, that you lend uh, a call to action that I don't think we've had before, and that's journaling. So I'm going to challenge everybody this week to spend five, ten minutes and journal, actually talk out loud to God, but write it down. And then you can also, I love the idea of journaling for others in your family or for your friends and basically praying for those people and giving them to the Lord because he has it. He's in control. So let's end with a prayer. And Laura, I told you I was going to put you on the spot. So do you want to finish us with a prayer? Absolutely. There you go, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're always with us when we ask you to be with us. And and it's just nice and we're grateful and thankful that we can share your your love um, amongst us and, and let people know that if they have the desire for you and just spend time with you, that there's a transformation that can take place in our hearts. So I do challenge everybody as well to just take time to reach out to one another and just support and encourage one another. And and by doing that, you're going to find that your heart's going to feel a lot lighter and you're going to feel so much more worthy and valuable being yourself. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.